This is the Truth Podcast, where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truth about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the Truth Podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. Another week, another episode. Welcome back. I am your host, Richard. It is Monday, September 23, 2019. Man, this year's going by fast. I hope you are enjoying your day so far. It's roughly around noon here in the Sacramento Valley. I am your host, as always, Richard, and I am actually very excited to get into this week's topic as it relates to some of the topics we've talked about in previous episodes, fake news and propaganda, we are going to talk about one of the CIA's many covert programs. Did you know that the CIA sponsors projects, um, covert programs, black money, and of course that funding for these uh, programs are with, uh, of course, U.S. paid tax dollars. Um, And this week, we're actually going to talk about something that hits home because I can guarantee you, if you've not heard about Operation Mockingbird, you are certainly a victim of it. And you perhaps didn't even know. All right, before we get into this week's topic, I do want to remind you that we, of course, have a podcast website, truthpodcast.net. And of course, we have expanded the podcast to a variety of new platforms, including Google Play, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Podbean, of course, iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Brighteon, and SoundCloud. So, wherever you get your podcast or video streaming content, you will certainly find the Truth Podcast on those platforms. All right, so let's get into this week's topic. So, Operation Mockingbird. Does that name sound familiar? I can guarantee you that if it hasn't sounded familiar to you, you have been a victim of it. And what I want to get across that's most important is that you have been subject to something called Project Mockingbird or Operation Mockingbird for as long as you've been alive, unless you're 70 or 80 or 90 years old, that is. But for the rest of us, what does it do? It's like putting you inside of a movie. Well, what what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that almost everything that comes across from almost every organization that you've counted on to bring you information is controlled by the central government's powerful NGOs and intelligence agencies. NGO meaning non-governmental organizations. See, then, as borders are fading away in this globalist world, the writers are working on the narrative of your life. They come from all over, and they have all manner of goals and angles that they're trying to get you to buy into. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is proven fact. And it's been proven a long time. I know what you're thinking. If this is so important, if this is so dire, why haven't I heard about it before? Well... What did I just tell you? (laughs) 
you won't hear about it because the people who are going to tell you about it are bought and paid for. Some of whom, well, many of whom, are actually intelligence assets. If this is completely new information to you, well, I imagine you would like some proof, right? Well, have a listen to this next video I'm about to play. And <laughs> really, this video is going to speak for itself. Have a listen. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal? We do have people who submit pieces to other two American journals. Do you have any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of uh, getting into the details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into in executive session. Uh, at CBS, uh, we uh, had been contacted by the CIA. As a matter of fact, by the time I became the head of the whole news and public affairs operation in 1954, ships had been established, and I was told about them and asked if I'd carry on with them. We have quite a lot of detailed information, uh, and we will evaluate it, and we will include any um, evidence of wrongdoing or any evidence of impropriety in our final report and make recommendations. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to the national news services, AP and UPI? Well, again, I think we're getting into the kind of detail, Mr. Chairman, that I'd prefer to handle in executive session. Senator, do you think that you named the news organizations in your final report? Uh, that, that remains to be decided. I think it was entirely in order for our correspondents at that time uh, to make use of uh, CIA agent ch uh, chiefs uh, of station and other members of the executive staff of CIA as sources of information which were useful in their assessments of world conditions. Would you say that continues today? Well, I, yeah, I would think probably for a reporter it would continue today, but because of all of the revelations of the period of the 1970s, uh, it seems to me that a reporter's got to be much more circumspect in doing it now, or he runs the risk of uh, at least being looked at with considerable disfavor by the public. I think you've got to be much more careful about it. Well, there you have it. Pretty straightforward, right? Might be shocking to some. Might be new information to others, but there you have it in clear and crystal, black and white, <laughs> audio and video. Uh, but here's another example of what we've seen on cable and broadcast news outlets today. It's actually pretty shocking, but you might be familiar with it. Have a listen. If you filled up your gas tank lately, then you don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise.
back on the road. Well, you don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. Well, you don't need us to tell you gas prices are back on the rise. Well, you don't need us to tell you that gas prices are back on the rise. You don't need us to tell you gas prices are on the rise. I know. So what do you do when you have control over the media? If your email inbox is out of control and you've given up sorting it out, a Baltimore company thinks it has a solution for you. Could this be the end of email overload? 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 Could this be the end of your email overload? Could this be the end of 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 that email overload? Could this be the end of 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 email overload? Could this be the end to email overload? Could this be the end of email overload? Could this be the end of email overload 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 could this be the end of email overlord by keeping people occupied by unimportant things in consumer news, economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some of the spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Uh. Economic factors may take the spring out of the step of the Easter Bunny. Perhaps by destroying a company you don't happen to agree with? Well, it's one of the most recognized snack cakes, but now the Twinkie may be in trouble. Could the hostess Twinkie be in trouble? The Twinkie could be in trouble. Trouble for the Twinkie? Trouble for the Twinkie. Twinkie trouble. 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 Trouble in Twinkie land. Or maybe tell the people how they should feel about a certain election. And the 1209, welcome back in. The final days of the campaign sometimes can get a little salty. Well, the final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The uh, final days of the uh, campaign 
can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. As you probably noticed, the final days of the campaign have been, well, you might call them just a little salty. Yeah. We've all been subject to this at some point in time, especially in the last, oh, I don't know, three years. Operation Mockingbird was discovered during a 1975 congressional hearing that showed that the CIA was spending over a billion dollars a year, and that's in 2019 dollars adjusted for inflation, and under-the-table bribes to all major news outlets, editors, reporters, in exchange for their covert operation to act as government mouthpieces and gatekeepers. The duration of Op Operation Mockingbird at the time, Thomas Brayden, admitted it, that if the CIA wanted to extend a present to someone, he said, suppose the man could just use $50,000. Well, that's a quarter million adjusted for inflation today, by the way. He says that he could hand it to him and not have to account to anybody. He said that there was simply no limit to the money that they could spend, no limit to the people that they can hire, no limit to the activities that it could decide were necessary. The committee's report revealed that the CIA currently maintained a network of several hundred individuals all around the world who provide intelligence for the CIA and at times attempt to influence opinion through the use of covert propaganda. These individuals provide the CIA with direct access to a large number of newspapers and periodicals, scores of press services and news agencies, Hell, even radio and television stations, commercial book publishers, and other foreign media outlets. Rolling Stone magazine published an article naming some prominent journalists involved with Operation Mockingbird who worked for the New York Times, the Washington Post, Newsweek, Time Magazine, the Herald Tribune, Miami News, and other major media outlets. Shortly after these revelations, the former president of CBS, Sid Mickelson was asked if the CIA still worked with her and others, and he said yeah. He thinks they still probably do, but a reporter would have to be much more circumspect because of the relations of the 1970s. He said when doing it now, they run the risk of at least looking, of at least being looked at with considerable disfavor by the public, and that you've got to be much more careful about it today. And he's not kidding. <laughs> I mean, most people distrust the news, and for good reason. Now, during the early years of the Iraq War, the U.S. military secretly paid Iraqi newspapers to publish stories written by U.S. soldiers, imagine that, claiming that they were being written by Iraqis who were supporting the U.S. invasion. Of course, most of the American mainstream media parroted this fear-mongering false claims of the BS about that supposed threat by Saddam Hussein and his non-existent weapons of mass destruction. The 2008 reports uncovered that many of the military analysts on TV who were reporting on the war in Iraq were actually in the Pentagon's pocket, hidden behind the appearance of objectivity. The New York Times even reported that the Pentagon information apparatus has used those analysts in a campaign to generate favorable news coverage for the administration's wartime performance that they admitted in April of 2000. It was discovered that several soldiers from the U.S. Army's Psychological Operations Group secretly infiltrated CNN, 
and NPR, National Public Radio, several years earlier, where they worked as interns in PR, <laughs> embarrassingly admitted that the U.S. Army Psychological Operations Unit did place interns at CNN and NPR in 1998 and 1999. It was so that the placements at CNN were reported in the European press, and then they were terminated. CNN's Anderson Cooper, for example, interned with the CIA, but not for one, but for two summers while he was in college. But when this was reported 20 years later, uh, he claimed that he decided not to pursue a career with him, but instead wanted to become a journalist, even though he had no training or experience, and then quickly became one of the faces of CNN. Cooper wrote in his own blog later that he told all of his employers over the years, but none of them had chosen to talk about it publicly. Crazy, right? I mean, these are just a few of the examples that clearly show that Operation Mockingbird type of activities continue to this day. These covert war propaganda programs were also adopted and implemented when social media emerged and sites like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And the comment sections of these online news sections were targeted for control as well. So what do you think? Do you think Operation Mockingbird still exists to this day? Or do you think it's some old program that faded in the 70s and the 80s and currently no longer exists in its current form? Well, some theorists believe that the program has never officially discontinued, positioning that the consolidation of the multinational, for-profit corporate media that has created the new Mockingbird. I mean, in today's world of fake news and with social media websites selling user information to manipulate an increasingly wary republic, it's getting kind of hard to ignore the parallels with today's allegations of media propaganda. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our platforms that we have this podcast on. If you are more of the visual type, don't forget to watch us on YouTube, on BitChute, and other video platforms as well. Appreciate you for taking the time to listen to me this week. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next week on The Truth Podcast. Take care.